0: Hey everybody, Jake here. This week we're really excited to bring one of our favorite episodes. Amy Shelton joined us as one of our very first guests, and besides being a great guest, Dorian and I have gotten to know her and even become her clients. We think she has some great info to share, and I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we did. We'll be back soon with brand new episodes with some cool fun stuff, but until then we want to say thank you to our sponsors, New Villa Realty and the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce. You can find out more about them later in the show. Now, here's our interview with Amy Shelton of Emergence Functional Nutrition.
1: We need to focus on not just filling your belly, but feeding your body, right? And it's always about baby steps.
0: Welcome to Creating Community, a podcast designed to bring area leaders, business owners, and others together to better our community. I'm your host, Jake Starkey. And I'm Dorian Strickland. We're the owners of 1820 Coffeehouse
2: and 1820 Marketing in the heart of downtown Alvin, Texas.
0: If you're a first-time listener, we encourage you to subscribe to hear more. You can use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: In this episode of Creating Community, we're speaking with Amy Shelton. Amy is the owner of Emergence Functional Nutrition, a nutrition practice focusing on preventable lifestyle diseases. Welcome to
0: the show, Amy.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So to get a little bit of background, we know each other from the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce. We've known you for a few years now, Um, but when when we first met you, you were not doing this. So what were you doing before you were doing Emergence?
1: Before I was doing Emergence, I was a full-time mommy of three wonderful, feisty girls. And uh, I've homeschooled them since forever. And when Emma, my oldest, became a dual credit student here at the Alvin Community College, my husband said, you know what, you're all the time giving people nutrition advice. You're all the time, they're always coming to you and asking you, hey, what do you think about this? Or, hey, have you read about that? And so we looked into it and it was very providential because... Two years prior, I had looked into going to school to become a nutritionist. That's something that's not regulated as in you have to have a four-year degree, what have you, just have to study and keep up with your credentials. And I didn't find anything that was anything aside from study these 28 different dietary theories and learn how to prescribe them for each person. And I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do. And so when Emma became a dual credit student here at ACC, it just kind of fell into my lap. I found I found a functional nutrition program that really got to the core of chemistry and biology and function. And so here I am.
2: All those things that I just don't like. <laughs> you, you, you named a bunch of subjects I just don't like, but that's okay. I'm not the one doing it. You are. And... Uh, from what I can see, you're doing a great job. Too. Thank you. Uh, this interview is kind of timely because you
0: just celebrated one year in yes. this. Is that right?
1: That's correct. One year of having my own practice. Yes.
0: That's awesome. So what has the first year been like?
1: It has had definitely had its high moments and low moments. And 2020 was, oh, Jesus, I I trusted you and went out on a limb for this. You got to pull me through. And so, finished taxes last month, and while I haven't yet taken a paycheck, I have money in the bank and paid all my expenses.
2: Fantastic. That's a good yeah. start. It is a
1: great start.
0: <laughs> yeah, right out of the gate to be able to do that the first year is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, one of the things you talk about, and it's in the name, functional, how would you describe what functional nutrition is?
1: Functional, having to do with how your body, Functions. So it's not just approaching it with a single protocol. You have diabetes, so we're going to treat it by counting your carbs and limiting your sugar and medicating you in a way to support the production of your insulin. Instead, we're going to look at you as a whole person and say, all right, we know that the pancreas is part of the endocrine system. What else is going on? What has brought you to the place you're at? right now and then what do we need to address not just your diabetes but everything else involved
0: one of the things that i've noticed is it's not a in a in the best way possible it's not a fad diet correct it's not do this for 30 days or you know because you you can lose weight by only drinking water for a month
1: not recommended.
0: Not recommended, not healthy. Probably not <laughs> nutritional. Yes. No,
1: it's not very nutritional. Yeah,
0: But then you, you eat afterwards and you, you know, I know that I've done the keto diet mm-hmm. and I lost a lot of weight. Right. And then the second I stopped. Correct. It, it came back. Right. With a vengeance.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. And so what I teach my clients is what I like to call lifestyle nutrition. Because what a lot of people don't realize is, and I say this a lot, you are not what you eat. Instead, taking the functional part of it into consideration. You are what your body can do with what you eat. And so it's important to keep that in mind, and there's nothing exists in a vacuum. And so for a lot of my diabetic clients, they find that they have a hard time. I, I'm eating the same thing, I'm doing the same thing, and last week I was my, my numbers were great. This week it's off the charts, what's going on? And the first question I ask them is, what is your sleep been like? Okay. How hydrated are you? How much caffeine are you consuming? How much stress are you going under right now? Because all of those things make a difference.
0: Yeah. well, You,
2: you did say some scary stuff, though. You said some, for somebody like me, mm-hmm. so I'm from Texas. Uh, I like meat at every single meal. Uh, I'm married to a vegetarian. I have a vegetarian daughter. So what I hear when you say a lifestyle change is, that it's going from meat products to vegetarianism, and that's scary. And I think there's probably a lot of people out there that hear there's a change in my diet from what I'm used to eating, what I really enjoy eating. Mm -hmm. So how do you get past that with those people that, that have that fear of, okay, you're gonna take away all the stuff that I really like?
1: Baby steps. It's baby steps, really and truly. And it doesn't necessarily have to be going from the standard American diet Now, let's stop and think about that acronym. The standard American diet is SAD. That's right. It's not very nutritious at all. And so you're going from the standard American diet to what fits you. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's no meat, but it's getting back to whole foods. So another thing that I tell my clients, you need to focus on not just filling your belly, but feeding your body, right? And it's always about baby steps. And we start with why. I'm sure you guys have read Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. It matters because you have to evaluate what are your priorities? What is your primary aim? Why are you doing this? What is your core values? When you can identify those things, and it's easier to hold yourself accountable. You don't have to rely on crossing off the dates on a calendar that, you know, as soon as I get to the 30th, my whole 30 is over, man, I can't wait to go eat whatever, right? And that's, that's not what this is about. And so we we just move along baby steps.
0: And it seems to me that part of what you do, which is good is it's not just the, um, the food side, Mm -hmm. but like you just said to me, backing up a step and going, why, why do you feel compelled to maybe eat a whole box of Oreos at night? you right. know there's something going on there and and obviously not a psychologist but understanding that process and understanding what those triggers are can help when you, once it's identified to yeah. me to me if i knew why i would do that now i can counter it now right. i can stop yes you know, or or work towards stopping
1: yeah yeah that's exactly right and we evaluate those things why is it that you feel like when you're stressed out the first thing you go to is a half gallon of chunky monkey.
2: Yeah, because it's good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, but it's interesting because no one. I mean, I, I think lately, the past few years, there's been more of a turn towards health and being healthy. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that five years ago, if it was when I get stressed, I'm going to go drown myself in a bottle of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Everyone would be oh. Jake, you gotta stop. You, you know. Yeah. But if it was, I'm going to drown myself in a gallon of chunky monkey. It's like, well, he's just letting off a little steam. You know, it seems right. like there's a turn, which I think is good and necessary. Yes.
2: It, yes. It's almost like it's become more acceptable to be overweight or unhealthy or not not healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of what's happened in the world today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, you, when someone comes to you, mm-hmm. what's kind of the process for? For working with them.
1: Well, first of all, I need to talk to them and evaluate. Try to get them to express why they're coming to me. Because I'm coming to lose weight. Or I'm coming to get my... So that I can comply with what my doctor's asking me to do. So that I can lower my blood pressure. All of those things are great. And all those things should be a byproduct of what you're doing. Right? Because you got to... You're not just buying into my services. You're by, you need to be willing to purchase that new lifestyle. You need to be fully committed because if your end goal is, if your why is so I, ne- I, can, I can lose 30 pounds, if your why is so I can lower my blood pressure, you know, 10 points or whatever, once you reach that, you've achieved your goal and you're going to go right back to where right. you were. Yeah. And so I like to um, sit down with my clients and really assess. Where are they? So it's kind of interesting. There's a book that's called Changing for Good, and it talks about the psychology of change. And it describes change as like a spiral staircase, the spiral staircase of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. So when you think about that, there are different stages. You're, you're in denial, you're contemplating, you know, you're pre-contemplating, you're contemplating, you're preparing. Now you're actually in the action stage. And after you are in the action stage for a while, then you're in the maintenance stage. And then for some people, they're going to actually exit that spiral of change. But for some people, they're going to be maintaining forever, right? But the point is, is that you have somebody who is in denial, they're not good candidates for me to work in to work with because they're not, I'm not going to help them and they're going to be wasting their money.
0: That's in my head. What I heard you say was that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. And so I can see a lot of people getting discouraged Mm -hmm. when you sit down to talk to them, just period. How, how do how do you navigate that?
1: I like to invite them to a community program or a program that I'm running online so that they can kind of get a taste of what some of these changes look like. They can decide whether or not this is something that they're willing to commit to in the future. I've had a lot of people, uh, for example, I had one client come through and she was dealing with high cholesterol for 22 years. Taught her how to correctly read a food label in this group program. Right. Talked about the importance of whole foods and the whole fact that, you know, we're not in a vacuum and that all things matter. She was actually able to bring her cholesterol within range. And her doctor asked her, what did you do? What did you do? And, you know, and that's, that's all the work that we did together. Yeah. And she was able to take that information and continue on. And then sometimes they come back a second time right. for the same that. program.
2: So when somebody comes through your program, what, what is the standard length of time that it takes people to get that lifestyle change, to go through those phases that you're talking about where there's a recognition, there's an acceptance, there's a change, and then you get into the maintenance stage. I'm assuming it's different for other people, for different people. But. Yeah.
1: So you're going to hear me say this a lot. It depends. <laughs> it depends. It depends on the commitment. It depends on what you have going on in your life. It depends on how much support do you have with your family. Um, if you're a single person living at home, what kind of support do you have in your peer group, in your friend group? So it depends. It depends on how willing you are able to go from one stage to the, ne- to the next. It depends on how long it takes you to get traction to be able to move on in your focus goals. So it depends.
0: But that's good to know, and I I think a lot of people look for the silver bullet. And and again, that that's where a lot of the fad diets to me come from. Mm -hmm. I can do this one thing, and I can do it for twenty one days, and I'll be done, and and I'll be good. Yeah, and that just doesn't seem. Everything is magically better. Yeah, doesn't seem sustainable. Um, We're going to take a quick break and go to our sponsors, but then we'll be back with Amy Shelton.
2: Hey everyone, it's your friendly neighborhood realtor, Parker White with New Villa Realty. It's not a secret the real estate market is red hot right now. Whether you have a dream of becoming a homeowner, your family's growing, and you need more room, or if you're an empty nester, I got you covered. New Villa Realty specializes in helping our clients achieve their real estate goals through a stress-free process and open communication 24-7. You will never be left in the dark, and I will be there with you for any questions you may have. Connect with me today so we can sit down and get you where you want to be. My phone number is... 281 678 or email me at parker at n-u-v-i-l-l-a dot com I would love to meet you
0: I'm Jamie Scafidi President and CEO of the Alvin-Manville Area Chamber of Commerce The Chamber of Commerce exists to provide support to businesses and organizations in the Alvin and Manville area With various networking and marketing opportunities every month, the Chamber can help you grow your business Learn more at alvinmanvillechamber.org. Hey, we
2: want to take a quick moment and tell you a little bit about 1820 Marketing, the producers of this podcast. We believe that when businesses have quality marketing, it gives business owners the freedom to focus on what they do best. We design websites, produce videos, and create marketing materials that help clients grow their business. Find out more at 1820marketing.com. It's something different. And now back to the show.
0: Before the break, you had mentioned kind of one of the things that affects people's ability to do the program is family support. Mm-hmm. How I can see a lot of people that maybe want to make a change, right? especially this year, yeah. want to make a change. But the family support might not be there. They're working long days. They get home and single parent maybe trying to feed kids. And sometimes it's just faster to drive through McDonald's than mm-hmm. it is to go home and make a meal how do you navigate the family? Because right. your client is there for a reason. They're right. there and excited. Family might not be. How do you kind of right. work with that?
1: So it's a fine line. I have, as I said, mentioned before, I have three teenagers and a husband that don't necessarily ascribe to everything that I do. And that's fine because we're all on a spectrum um, of, of where we're at in our journey to health. And what is... Food for you may be poison to me. So I can't expect everybody to line up and be the same. That's not, that's not the point. But it helps if you um, plan. Planning is huge. Planning, planning, planning is a lifesaver. My husband tells me all the time, tells my kids this all the time, if you don't plan, you plan to fail. But planning is not the be-all, end-all, because if you have a plan, you need to work the plan or the plan has failed. So planning is really big. And then sometimes you just have to put on your big girl pants and say, this is what we're having for dinner, and this is what we're having for dinner. Right? So, and if the family is willing to go on the journey with the client, it's baby steps. So it's not like that they're going from having happy meals every night to vegetarian chickpea curry. (laughs) There's a time of transition for everyone.
0: That's a relief. Although that did sound good.
1: Yeah, it is quite good.
2: I've had a chance to go to your website, which is emergencenutrition.fit. Yes. And I see that you have a lot of helpful information on there. You actually have some programs that are for sale Mm -hmm. on there. When I look at the pricing, the pricing is not scary. Right. which is a really good thing. Yeah, uh, I think the part that could be scary for some people is knowing if they're changing from eating their Happy Meals to eating their Oreos at night and their Ben & Jerry's or whatever it is, changing to a more healthy lifestyle diet, there's a lot of expense involved with that, making that change. So what would you say to those people that have that fear?
1: I would, I would like... F- I would invite them to read the information that's out there when people are actually um, in, in a lower income family. Those things that we think of, the, the Oreos, the ice cream, the Ben and Jerry's, all of those, and a lot of the convenience foods, they don't, they're not able to afford them. But when we get to Whole Foods, and even eliminating meat. For example, I have a, um, a friend who is in a mastermind with me, and she shared with us the story of when her girls were small, and she was a single mom trying to work two jobs to take care of these kids, and she was just you know doing everything she could to make ends meet. And she said that the things that fell by the wayside were things that were... Unnecessary, and it was the convenience foods, and it was meat, and so they basically just by necessity became vegetarians, and and that's how she made ends meet. So it's not expensive. It is expensive if you want to get into all the designer pro uh, products and the paleo this and the keto this. That's smart marketers there, but it's not necessary.
0: Yeah, it seems because of the marketing and stuff that it becomes. Again, I keep saying the fad diets, but it, it is true. It becomes this thing that pops up, and people try it, and I've tried it. Yeah. Um, taking a little step back, was there any you, you'd mentioned? Kind of, Emma had started to do a credit mm-hmm. at ACC. Was there any specific moment that kind of brought you to to doing this, or was it just in like you were kind of saying the evolution?
1: Yeah, it was the evolution so. I'm a teacher at heart. That's what I went to school for, is to be be an educator. And I really, really get frustrated with people being the victim of their diagnosis or the victim of their genetics. And they think, well, this is what my mom had. This is what her mom had. This is what her mom had, so therefore, this is my destiny. And they just accept that without question. Or now that I have been diagnosed with high blood pressure, I'm going to have to take these pills. And they just accept that without fighting back. Yeah. And that just that's really what gets me, um, that I'm passionate about, is educating people that know you can make easy choices that will make all the difference in the world.
2: You, you mentioned before, or a little earlier when we were talking, you said that you have, I don't think support group is the word you use, but you said groups where people can get together and discuss these things. How do those groups work? How can somebody find those? Do they have to join your program in order to get into those? What? How does this work?
1: So on Facebook, I have a, I guess the special group, its I call it the Emerging Tribe. You can find that on my Facebook page. And in the Emerging Tribe, I try to cultivate more conversation and provide more valuable information, recipes, insight, challenges, those kinds of things. Um, I'm really big on creating community as well, because if you're doing something like this by yourself, you need to be able to have somewhere someone that you know is in it with you.
2: Yeah, there's a better chance of making it if you have somebody that you're on the journey with, for Correct. sure. Yeah. Yes, absolutely.
0: As we're getting kind of close to the end here, one question that I have for you is, um, to back up even further, your husband is a pastor. Yes. And so you are a pastor's wife. Yes. How How do you think that affects the way that you go about doing business, whether it's with the, the healthy side or the business side, what, how, how does your faith affect your business?
1: Okay. So I truly believe in the depth of my being that, as a psalmist wrote, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And when God does things, he does all things well. And we were created, our bodies were created to be able to, not just sustain life, but to heal and to regenerate. And so, when that's not happening, why? And if there's not a functional issue, for example, you don't have a gallbladder. Well, if you don't have a gallbladder, you're gonna probably be sick every time you eat a heavy, fat-filled meal. Or if uh, you're you have type one diabetes and your pancreas does not make insulin, that's a functional issue. But aside from that, anything else should be able to be able to be addressed and bring back into balance. And so that's how I look at my clients is they were created by God. They are God's handiwork. And everything that they have, everything that they need, God has created them to be able to do, if that makes sense. And then um, with my business, I told the Lord when I... What started going to school, um, I'm in my third certification now, but all this is for you. Anytime that it's not giving you glory, yank on my chain, because I'm here to serve his purpose.
2: Right. Well, I guess the last thing I would ask you is, we've covered a lot of stuff, and we've talked about a lot of change that people can make. What is one thing... That anybody can do today to affect change immediately or tomorrow.
1: Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. Remove crap food. (laughs) And that actually is a nutritional term. Crap stands for calorie rich and processed.
2: Okay. If you can
1: remove the processed and refined foods from your diet, you will be making great headway.
2: What? I, I think we talked the other day, you and I talked the other day, and you said that for those people that have all of that crap food in their house, you have a program or a means or a way of them to get rid of it, to give to somebody that's in need or something of that nature. Or Absolutely.
1: The first thing that I recommend is for a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, I can't throw all that food away.
2: That's the way I am. I don't want to throw food away. I'll, he doesn't want to throw anything
1: <laughs> Right? <laughs> There's a lot of people that are like that. So my suggestion is, okay, you can, if, you, if, you, if you're the kind of person that just needs to do a big clean out, find a local food pantry. Find a local women's shelter. Find somewhere mm. where you can donate that food, and it's going to be used.
2: Be put to good use. It'll be put to good Fantastic. use.
1: It's not, it's not what I would recommend anyone to eat. But it helps you feel like you've not just thrown all of your money in the trash. The other option that you can do is, all right, you got that box of Oreos.
2: For me, it's a bag of m ms Okay,
1: you got that bag of m ms <laughs> right. When that bag of m ms runs out, Dorian, don't buy any more. Because you're in control of who buys the m ms right? I am. So, and, then, and that's the baby steps. It's okay. Yeah. And while we're... It's not just focusing on what, don't to eat and what not to eat. Because here's something that's really important to realize. We all have a two-year-old living inside our brains. We and do. when you we say, do. don't <laughs> yeah. do that, what does a two-year-old, two-year-old obsess Touch about? what I want to do. Oh, my God, I must <laughs> do it right now. Yes. Right? So instead, we don't tell ourselves, no, you can't do that. We phase out that bag of m and If you want to let it stretch out. To last you three months, and you're portioning it out, okay, Dorian. But just know that as you are phasing out those M and M's, you also need to be increasing the serving, the number of servings of fresh produce that you have. You need to increase the number of glasses of water that you're drinking.
0: So Repl- we call it replace bad out. with good. Okay, I got yeah. you. Good, that makes sense. Sure.
1: Yeah, it's kind of scriptural. Overcome evil with good. There
0: you, there you go, for sure. So, Amy, how can people? reach out to you and find you
1: you can find me on facebook emergence functional nutrition you can join my special group the emerging tribe you can send me an email at amy at fit, or you can find me at emergence and maybe once a week at
2: 1820 coffee house yeah.
1: probably more than that yeah, probably
2: so <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank yeah,
1: you thank, so much for having me. Thank you so me. much.
2: We enjoyed it today, for sure. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Creating Community is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to help us out, a review would be greatly appreciated and is honestly the best way to help the podcast be heard by others.
0: This podcast is produced by 1820 Marketing. For show notes, visit 1820marketing.com slash podcast.